What's going on, podcast listeners? Neil here for another episode. I got my boy Renee on, who's not too far from me in Manhattan Beach in Los Angeles. What's going on, Renee? Living the dream, man. Another day in paradise. Uh, looking forward to, to connecting. So based off that accent, I can tell you're not actually from Manhattan Beach. Where are you from? So I grew up in New Zealand uh, and I uh, was so born and raised in New Zealand, moved to the US about nine years ago. So I'm down under, the real down under. Okay. <laughs> cool. And uh, what inspired the move to the US? So I actually moved out here originally to uh, to play soccer in college. I got a, I was lucky enough to get an athletic scholarship to to play soccer. So I was a goalkeeper. So I did four years of college soccer at two different schools. Um, studied and set up set up a business right away and just never left. I love it, man. So uh, for everyone listening, Renee's done a ton of cool stuff. Currently, he runs Organized Garage, and they have about thirty locations around the US, which we'll dive into. It's a pretty unique model. It's an affiliate model, uh, which again, we'll dive into because a lot of you might not have heard of what an affiliate model even means. So we'll get into all of that. Uh, Renee, I'm actually super curious. You and I were chatting a little bit beforehand about the differences with like Kiwi culture in terms of work and all the other places you've been compared to the US. I'm curious if you could like regurgitate a little bit of what we talked about and we'll dive into a little bit more too, because I always find that so fascinating when traveling, the, the work culture in different places. So yeah, what are your thoughts about that? So I think honestly, a lot of people, um, they ask me like where I'm from. And when I say New Zealand, they're like, why the hell did you leave? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, yeah, why, that's what why are you not from, yeah. in the most beautiful place in the world? And again, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have grown up there, but um, I think the big difference between New Zealand and America and why I like it here so much is there, here there's a, there's a, almost a support or a drive uh, for people to, to start their own businesses and to to support success and to support growth um, and to kind of not not knock somebody down if they are mm. if they're successful and in New Zealand there's quite a, an opposite kind of mindset to that there's a it's actually there's a name for it. it's called tall poppy syndrome and basically what that means is if somebody is successful it's almost like hey what did this guy do to screw someone else over to become rich? Like, what is this guy a crook? Like, what's he done? Like, you can't trust this guy because he drives a nice car or he has a nice house. And it's almost like there's a a big hesitation there or there's almost like, it almost feels wrong to be more successful than other people because there's this kind of like ideology or thought behind it saying that because you're more successful, you've probably done something that's a little bit dishonest. And here it's the complete opposite. It's like, yeah, we want you to succeed. We want you to start a small business. We want to support that. Like, hey, like awesome that you're doing well. Like, can I learn from you? Can I grow from you? Can can I get involved somehow? Like, can we all roll our sleeves up together and, and get to work on something? And it's just, it's really refreshing and very different to to what, I've, what I'm used to uh, growing up in New Zealand. And honestly, that's one of my, my, my favorite things about living here is there's just a, a, a support and it's, you know, it's, it's, people like it if you try things and if you grow things and, and people want to support yeah. you and push you to do that. And, you know, that, I love that about this country. It, it's so funny because um, like I, I lived other places, but not for a very mm. extended period of time. Um, but I had a friend visiting from Germany to the U.S. And her comment when she met all my friends was, uh, it feels like all of your friends have side hustles. And mm. I was like, yeah, like, and I was thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, I guess all of them do. And she's like, do you, you only understand no one in Germany has a side hustle. It's just not part of the culture. But over here, it's like, you're always working on one thing, but you're always working on something else too. Now, whether that's good or bad, like I'm sure it's also very subjective depending mm -hmm. on who you are. It's kind of a workaholic culture in some ways, but 
it kind of goes along with what you're saying is like everyone always is working on something it feels like whether it's your yeah. business your job your side right. hustle there's always something yeah and it's pushed it's pushed here to to want to do that and to explore that and i i, I really like that hmm very cool all right well renee tell me a little bit more about your journey here so you got here you're playing soccer and you did a couple of things before you actually joined organized garage right can you walk me through your career path yeah so came out here um obviously play soccer ended up starting a sports performance business um so basically i started working with uh, a lot of youth soccer clubs here in la mm -hmm. um started growing that started getting players that would kind of train under my brand uh, do a lot of kind of strength and conditioning kind of you know like sports psychology kind of stuff with them work on their nutrition work on kind of injury reduction strategy started doing a lot of consulting work for like la galaxy a lot of kind of the, the big youth teams and started getting work at high schools like running their their varsity strength and conditioning programs and it just started growing and growing um and i think you know, probably close to five or six hundred athletes that training under me and then i actually I tore my labrum in my hip so i got a pretty like gnarly injury and it kind of you know, I, I like I literally couldn't walk. I couldn't, I couldn't really do anything anymore. I was like, fuck, like I can't really run the business that well anymore. Right. Um, and so I was kind of fortunate enough to have some really good people that worked under me. Um, a lot of interns that were training uh, to become, you know, kinesiology, sports science at Cal State, Long Beach. And I kind of just kind of offloaded a lot of my work to them for them to run my programs. I'd still do a little bit more kind of, more of kind of a, a, a sideline kind of role. And I started exploring some new things to do because I was like, hey, like, you know, still need to make some money. Um, I've got a bit more time now. Like, I want to do something where I don't have to move around as much. And then somehow this job advert to sell garage makeovers kind of somehow <laughs> landed in front of me. Yeah. Um, and I was like, hey, this sounds kind of cool. And the advert was literally like, hey, like, do you think you can sell garages? Um, work and work with a new company we've got a good culture we kind of just let you let you do your thing we'll, we'll give you yeah. leads um if you're if you think you can do this like send me a message and i i replied to this email i, I think i wrote something kind of like quirky and a little cheeky um and then uh i got a call like 20 minutes later from john matzner wait so this a, was just a cold email that was this was on and indeed you... it was no it was on indeed it was like like on just these jobs just popped up in my email i was linked ah. from indeed and it had this job description yeah um and i was like hey like, i think i can i think i can sell these garage things like yeah. i like people i like doing stuff with my hands like you know and then i just filled this thing out getting a call from john like 20 minutes later who was the ceo of garage excel um, and we just kind of started chopping it up, like, you know, like having a bit of banter. And he was like, hey, you should talk to Zach, who's the general manager. He's also from New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And then me and Zach ended up having a bunch of mutual friends uh, who went to university huh. together in New Zealand. And then they were looking for someone to basically take over the sales in LA. I was like, okay, I'll smash this. Like, look, and I this is this. for their their own business at this mm -hmm. moment. Yep. Like they're running this their operations. For, yep. yep. This is for Garage Excel. And then... I came on board um, and just just started started doing fairly well. Um, you know, I was lucky enough to become the kind of the top sales rep month over month. Um, kind of got into more of a, a a coaching role, kind of helping train new reps with kind of the sales structure and sales system that I created. Yeah. And then the conversations just kind of kept flowing between John and myself, and kind of the 
you know, kind of the the C-suite of the company about my processes that I was making. And like this idea kind of just came together. Um, John thought of it to to package everything that we that we've built, you know, our processes, our sales systems, our vendor lists, our marketing materials. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like John's really big on systems and processes. And he was like, why don't we just package all of this and sell it to people and allow them to set up their own version of Garage Excel with their own name, um, you know, mm. no territories, none of this crap, no restrictions. They can do what they want, operate however they want. And we'll just coach them on the things that we're really good at. And I got involved in that project when I think we had three or four affiliates. Um, it was kind of, you know, John was rolling it out, was kind of trialing it. And then John was like, hey, like, why don't you fucking come on board? And like, let's let's rock this thing. Like, you can sell these things for people that are interested. You can train them all with your sales processes that you've created. Um, I know you like coaching. You like, you know, like training people. Why don't we mm. work together and use your ideas about training athletes and let's put that into building a community here and let's just see if we can grow this thing together. And now we're at, I think, 28 or 29 affiliates all, right. um, all over the country. And yeah, man, it's, it's awesome. Like, Renee, I mean, can you explain what thing. it is? Like, what is a garage upgrade? What does that mean? So a garage upgrade is, you know, if you want new epoxy floors, new cabrets, new workbenches, mm-hmm. you know, storage systems, slat walls, overhead racks, basically like a pimp my garage, garage makeover, yeah. um, we would do that for people. Got it. And what's the average ticket? average ticket is between six and 12k got it and Mm -hmm. in terms of i'm curious how do you guys like when you guys were um uh organized garage or sorry garage excel the actual company Mm -hmm. where would leads come from how'd you close them what's that whole process like for you guys yeah so we would honestly we'd invest a ton into uh digital advertising uh, a lot and every area around the country is different but what works in california was um, a lot on Yelp, uh, a lot of, you know, Google pay-per-click, um, honestly, those, those two kind of avenues really. Yeah. Yeah. Google Yelp. Um, and we would just continuously like grind and try things and pour money into new campaigns and test and create new copy, new landing pages. And so honestly, the majority of our, of our leads would come from that would then come inbound through the website. Um, you know, then we'd call them straight away. We'd get an appointment booked within within a day, two days max. Mm. Speed to lead is crucial in this industry. Yep. Um, get the phones picked up like instantly. Call back within five minutes if we haven't missed. Um, and we would we do things a, a lot differently than than our competitors, which are franchises. And we would we'd first connect with these people, um, and we'd make sure we sit down with with the whole family, uh, learn about their project, so we can kind of create a, a personal design based on what they've told us on the phone sit down with them in their living room, create a design together on an iPad, measure everything in real time uh, so that we can build a model like right then and there so they can hold it, they can move it around. Um, and then it's, hey, let's let's get this thing going. Let's let's get this deal closed right here and there. And I think, you know, I had a, I think a 55% conversion rate on, on my appointments. Jeez, yeah. Um, and it's all just like I reverse engineered the whole process and it's all about learning about their projects like what can we do like what do they want what are their expectations what may have gone wrong typically and in, in, in projects they may have done and then figuring out solutions to to work together to make sure that everything gets streamlined and that everything is according to their expectations and that we can actually do things that they want that the price isn't going to change that you know that, that that we work together on this thing versus i'm just going to come over and leave an order and follow up with you later it's hey we're, sure. we're going to war together 
um, and this is the end project and we're going to make sure that everything's perfect. And that, that was kind of my approach to things. Renee, do you think that was the key measure? I mean, there's different things that you guys did on sales. And it sounds like you guys crushed it on the sales side compared to franchises. Was it this aspect? Was that like kind of the golden thing you tweaked differently on the sales process compared to other companies? A thousand percent. Hundred, mm. Everything. Everything is about setting a frame that we're, we're doing this together. Like I'm an expert at this. Like I know more than everybody in the world about garages. You want yeah. my help. So we're going to work together. We're working together as equal humans rather than you're getting me to your house and sending me to your garage. No, no, no. Like I'm a consultant. I'm sitting down with you so we can work together to build a project together. Yeah. So it was like, we're doing things as equals versus, Hey, this guy's coming over. Let's show him to the garage. No, no, we're, we're working together. We're sitting down together. We're working through this. We're looking at different jobs together. We're holding samples together. We're building something together. We're making sure the price is fair together. And then we're going to get it on the calendar together. Yeah. So it's, it's all just working together on something. And that's, that's yeah. the big difference to how it's done in the rest of the country. Yeah. No, I love that, man. And I agree. Like, I think going in with any, sales process as a consultant and working together with the clients always key even with something like maid services the mm. ticket price is much lower but if we go into it saying hey tell me what you're looking for let's talk about what you actually need it's way better than either being an order taker or trying to shove a sale down the person's throat no one likes that and it's not right. that hard to convert people if you just act like a consultant as and if you actually care like, like if you actually give person. a shit you show up on time like you actually you actually genuinely want to help them and listen to them then you know, let's be human about the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Renee, tell me about uh, organized garage. And like, that's completely different from actually running your own location. So first of all, can you explain what an affiliate model is versus a franchise model? And then if you could talk about a little bit how the experience has been for you shifting to that role. Yeah, so I guess the best way to look at an affiliate model is we wanted to expand Garage Excel, and we saw that the only real way to do that is to to set up a franchise, right? And we learned that to join a franchise, it's fairly restrictive. It costs a shitload of money. Um, your monthly overheads just to, you know, just to get going are very high, which we learned you don't really need in the garage. You don't need a showroom. You don't, you know, you don't need a lot of the stuff. So right. we thought, hey, why don't we take the things that we like from a franchise, which is the support, which is the training, which is the structures, which is the systems, which is having access to people that have done it before to minimize the risk of it going wrong. Right. And we thought, let's take the things we like from buying a business. Okay. Which is, again, you're buying existing processes, maybe existing systems. Let's try and take the risk away from that by having a lower kind of entry point. Um, let's take the things we like from starting a business, which is basically giving you the frameworks, giving you the ideas, giving you the marketing materials, giving you the almost the, the building blocks to, to do the things that are beneficial from a franchise and buying a business and starting a business. And let's kind of take away the things that we don't like, which is the name restrictions, the territory restrictions, the restrictions of only selling certain products, the restrictions of being in a single territory. And let's just let's just build something that that we really like. So Becoming an affiliate means that you get access to everything that we built, right? So literally the playbooks, the sales processes, you can use the, you know, the software that we built, you're introduced to all the vendors that you can really, you can start selling and operating your business exactly like we did at Garage Excel, right? 
worth a fraction of the cost of joining a franchise. Um, you can operate it wherever you want. You can set up multiple locations. You can, you can sell other products if you want. And we just support them and help them operate the business that we do and avoid making all the mistakes that we make. Right. So it's really, you get, you get to run your own operation, your own business and do whatever the hell you like. And we just help you guide you, avoid the mistakes that we made. Um, and, you know, navigate through murky waters that we dealt with to give you the best chance of succeeding in this industry. So I guess that's the best way to describe it. Oh, okay, cool. And is it a similar model where there is an initial fee plus like royalty or affiliate commission or how does it actually work on your guys' end compared to a franchise? So we keep it super simple. We charge them a small like affiliate fee up front. Um, we put everything on your plate. We've got a big notion template built up with everything that we've built over the last four years. And then we take a small revenue share to basically mm. mean that we have joint skin in the game, that we continue to support you. And we really only make money when, when they sell and they make money. So that's really it. Gotcha. Really, one thing I've noticed when um, running a franchise, we have different franchisees and it's not nearly as simple as saying like, hey, here's the playbook, just run it, right? Because mm -hmm. you realize a lot of people have different things. Like there's different appetites of risks. There's different amounts of willingness to spend money. There's different limiting beliefs a lot of these people have where it actually requires a lot more hand-holding and coaching as opposed to just saying, hey, here's a playbook. The secrets mm -hmm. are now yours. Go. What are your thoughts about that? And like, how have you actually helped a lot of your village overcome some of the mental hurdles dealing with business ownership? So I would say like 99% of our time um, that we spend during the week is, is working with these guys. You know, we, mm. we work with them daily, uh, every week, um, coaching calls, training calls, everything is the support, right? Because it's fucking hard running a business, dude. And like yep. success isn't guaranteed. Like it's, it's, it's a great idea, but it, like it's hard, man. Like running, running these things is, is hard work. So honestly, the majority of our time is spent talking these guys through, Hey, this is what's happening now. Hey, you're probably going to need to spend more money on this to get more leads in this. Hey, let's figure out what you're spending all your money on. Maybe this is a bad idea. Hey, let's try and get your time focused on this versus that because you're actually mm -hmm. just wasting time not really doing anything, right? So that's that's the whole thing. That, that's really yeah. all of this is the continued support and talking people out of situations and trying to teach people to make educated decisions based on things that we screwed up. So that, that, that's the whole name of this game. Definitely. And it, it's interesting with home services in my opinion for example maid services or even garage upgrades or any home services this is a business model which already exists there's this no longer like in a trial phase if you're going to open up i don't know like a crumble cookies i don't know you're, you're hopeful that this is going to really hit in your market but when it comes to like mm -hmm. home services the business model works you already know it works and more so is a matter of actually doing the things necessary to actually achieve success but the path's already paved you just got to do it and I found that the hard part isn't like execution or it's, it's not about strategy. It's nothing about like the knowledge. The knowledge is out there. You can get it for free if you want. It's all about is the person actually just going to do the steps. And as long as you get them from like step one to step two to step three to step 99, that makes the whole process easier. Because again, it has nothing to do with is it the right business model or not. It's going to work as long as you mm -hmm. actually do the steps. And that's the hard part about entrepreneurship is just doing the things consistently and I find that hard for myself where like, like I'll talk to John and John's like, hey, dude, I got this new idea. I'm like, John, stop distracting me. dude. Like, you're, uh -huh. This is a great idea and I really want to do it. But like, I just got to stay focused. And yeah. I feel like that's the hardest part for me about entrepreneurship is just it's getting step by step and doing the actual actions, which. Well, that's the itch though, isn't it? All these new ideas oh, yeah. and like, you know, right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. 
No, it's it's, yeah. like, it's fun working with John, man. Like there's there's always new things going on and new discussions and new things to try and different ways to think about things. Man, I, I love working with that dude. I've learned so yeah. much from him. Absolutely, man. Yeah, same, same. Uh, Renee, with your affiliates, uh, for a lot of people listening who might be early stages home service businesses, they're mm. thinking, all right, where do I get leads from? What's working? What's not working? And every market's a little bit different. Do you have any insight from what's working for your affiliates right now in terms of local marketing? So, honestly, this is is the million dollar question, isn't it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it's every every area is is different, right? And that's what you need to to understand first is that every area is different. People react differently to things. The second thing that you need to realize is everything will probably work if you put enough time and enough energy and enough money into it. Okay, so I think where a lot of people go wrong, um, and we, we see this constantly, is like, make a Facebook ad, and then, hey, Facebook's broken. Facebook's mm. not broken. Facebook just have the best engineers in the world, and their job is to make sure that you're going to spend more money with them. Right. Right? So you, you just you need to learn things. You need to figure things out. You need to try things, and you need to realize that this is this is a process, and you can either put money into it to make it work, or you can sweat your ass off to make it work. Right, so we found that everything will probably work if you try hard enough and put enough time and learn enough about how the systems and the algorithms work or pay someone a lot of money to do it, right? Mm. So you can either sweat your ass off and figure it out or you can pay someone to solve your problems, right? But that's the thing, like we, right now, I think probably, you know, vertical organic video on Instagram is, is a really good way to, to generate leads, you know, share about- Share about your life, share about your day in the business, um, have one pillar where you share your day-to-day -day life, have another pillar where it's before and afters and testimonials, have another pillar where you're basically, you know, talking about tips and tricks in, in the trade, and then really focus on commenting and engaging with local businesses in your area, um, you know, providing value to them, sharing insights with them, and really just trying to engage with people that have, you know, companies that are in your area that have a similar buyer to you and i think that's probably probably the the move right now based on kind of the research that we've done is is, is kind of leveraging that interesting i've actually never tried that renee so you're saying if you engage with other businesses in the area who have the similar buyer so let's say made service mm -hmm. we might engage with a window cleaning company in the area why is that beneficial for us if we're engaging with the business because the thing is like if you are engaging with with these people right with these businesses and you're you know you're providing some value like hey like really love what you've done here this is a great idea hey we've done something similar like i've actually learned something from you it builds your profile up right and it builds your kind of brand integrity and your brand trust up and then what ends up happening is the same people that might want your service are probably looking at their pages yeah and then you just start happening to pop up on what they're looking at Right. And then it's just engaging with those people and building value in your personal profile to to make their lives easier. So what we've learned, it's all about building value, building trust and mm. providing things to people without actually asking for anything in return. And right now there's an opportunity to to start kind of leveraging other people's contact bases by interacting, by commenting, by sharing things, by kind of working together and collaborating to build up your own brand value. And then the people mm. that are looking there end up coming to your page as well because it keeps popping up. Got it. That's a sneaky strategy. And it just makes me realize like, dude, there are so many ways to make money. 
unlimited right. ways. Like I've never even tried that in the 10 years of me running this business and nor would I need to, right? But like, I do think that's mm -hmm. one avenue that can work. And like you said, everything works. It just depends on how much you optimize it. Right, yeah. And like my kind of, I guess my whole sales philosophy is to, is to build value and add value without asking for something in return. Mm -hmm. So I basically applied what I figured out at Garage Excel was like, if somebody hadn't bought from me yet, it just means that, hey, like maybe it's not the right time. I haven't delivered enough value. Like I haven't ticked enough boxes for these people to feel comfortable enough. And mm -hmm. rather than following up from someone that hasn't bought and be like, hey, are you ready? Hey, did you get my invoice? Hey, did you get the, did you get the quote? It's, hey, like, I remember the conversation you told me you wanted to put your shoes in the cabinet. Look at these jobs we've just done where shoes are in cabinets, you know, and it's just, yeah. it's, it's providing value to people without asking anything in return because they're like, hey, this guy's gone out of his way. Like, I trust this guy. This guy's not trying to ram shit down my throat, you know, and that's my whole philosophy with, with sales. And I just kind of done the same thing to lead generation. Yeah. Like, hey, like, let's help these companies. Let's help people. Like, let's give them some stuff. Let's not ask for anything in return and it will slowly build up. And then people will, if they're still looking for it, I'm going to pop up in front of them. Love it, man. Uh, Renee, thanks so much for your time today, dude. If anyone wants to get a hold of you, check out Organized Garage, where should they go? Yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter. Um, the, the Kiwi Cowboy, or check us out on organizedgarage.com, um, or you can follow John at Matt's and John on Twitter. He talks a lot about it, but we should be pretty easy to find. Yeah, and I'll put all those links in the show notes as well. Awesome. Renee, cool. thanks, for, thanks for hopping on, dude. That was awesome. Absolutely. Talk soon. Thanks again for listening, guys. There are two ways I could help you out. Number one is with Made This Franchise. If you want to get into business but don't want to go at it alone, we have you covered with everything from A to Z. Check out madethisfranchise.com to start your own remote local business. The next is with the Remote Local Blueprint, which is a course I launched to teach you the foundations of starting your own remote local business in any niche. It's do-it-yourself at your own pace, and you can check that out at blueprint.beremotelocal.com.